Hello everyone this is Sonali Mangal and welcome to another episode of Learn Educate Discover On this podcast we invite people from different professions on each of our episodes and we ask them a range of questions to try and understand what their job is all about The goal of this podcast is to try and educate our listeners about as many different kind of jobs as we can so that someone listening to the show can decide does a certain job sound interesting to them and if yes how do they go about exploring it further Now on today's show we are going to be talking about angel investing and if you check out the definition of angel investing on Wikipedia an angel investor is basically an affluent individual who provides capital for a business startup so it's a private company and this capital is usually in exchange for convertible debt or ownership equity and increasingly a small but increasing number of angel investors are investing online through equity crowdfunding platforms and an equity crowdfunding platform is basically an online offering of private company securities to a group of people for investment and interestingly enough our guest on today's show is actually the founder of an equity crowdfunding platform himself his name is Manny Fernandez and Manny is the founder of dreamfunded.com so definitely check it out if you're interested in in investing in some exciting companies yourself but coming to Manny himself he is not only the founder of dreamfunded he's a serial entrepreneur he's an angel investor he's also a keynote speaker he's done a lot of things and if i quickly highlight some of the things he's done in 2014 uh, manny was named the san francisco angel investor of the year he is actually the founder of the sf angels group and in 2016 fernandez was named inc magazine's list of the top 33 entrepreneurs to watch out for he's spoken at a number of events and appeared as a judge and a panelist for various competitions such as startup demo days including at places such as south by southwest stanford university harvard university paypal yahoo and so on so i think today's discussion is going to be very very helpful for anyone who is interested in learning a little bit more about how does an angel investor think how do they pick companies how do you actually become an angel investor and add value to companies so i hope you enjoy today's discussion and without further ado let's welcome manny to the show hey manny hi how are you I'm great. Thanks, Sonali. You know, it's amazing. One day, just in a pool ride, just starting a gradual conversation, we get connected on LinkedIn. Here you are interviewing me, what, a year later? Yeah, no, I mean, that's exactly what I'm just, I was just thinking about that. Yes, we'll talk about angel investing, but I think our meeting was really impressive for me because it showed me just how amazing you are at networking. As you said, we met in an Uber pool ride and it just, we were in the same car for just 10 minutes. And in that 10 minutes, you were able to find out my background. You added me on LinkedIn. We followed each other on Twitter and you invited me to come with you for another investing event where I really saw you in action as an angel investor. I think you were judging uh, some sort of pitches, pitches thing going on. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Well, that's great. 10 minutes. You know, I think one of the things about angel investing is you have to build a network. Same thing for venture capital or all professions. It's you got to get to know the people. So you just never know who you're sitting next to. So that's why I tried to start a conversation and If I, if it's important for me to add someone which I think anyone's important because you never know who they know you never mm-hmm. who you're, know you're who you're talking to so yeah. I invite them right there on LinkedIn and they have a choice to either say yes or no just like you did and yeah. if they say yes then they get to hear about my updates and over time <laughs> they get to hear about my growth and what I'm doing with equity crowdfunding and, and our successful investments and relationship start. So I think that's the first key for my life is I just always try to build relationships and and build a network and, and it helps no matter what profession you're in. 
No, definitely. I mean, can you share examples of how networking has helped you? Maybe like one or two examples of people you met accidentally, like you met me, and how that really turned out into something amazing later on. <laughs> well, um, I um, was a judge on a on a panel at Startup Showcase, and some startup was from Finland visiting. And they uh, presented, say, hey, you know, we're going to be working on this equity crowdfunding platform in Finland. And over there, you need a license and everyone can invest. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, Dream Funded um, is an extension of SF Angels Group, the angel group I created. And mm-hmm. and we're actually waiting for the regulations to change here. He said, it's already over there. We'll probably be one of the first ones to be approved. I'm like, oh, no kidding. So, you know, we stayed in touch. And um, later, I made an investment. I was an angel. And later on... Uh, an advisor in their company. Their company is called Investor. They're one. Of the, they're the leaders in, in Finland and really becoming a leader in all of it of uh, Europe. Yeah. And it's only because uh, you know we met at a networking event. He stayed in touch and we received their investment. And officially, that was my first investment outside of the U.S. Right. And you know, I remember many years ago when I was just a young entrepreneur in real estate investing. One of the hardest things was to get access to capital. And so I try to work with my existing network, but after a while it runs out. So I started to think about how do I figure out how to tap into capital that could help me in my career. And then I started thinking about who do I want to get in touch with? Who are the biggest people that I want to get in touch with? And then I knew if I was to reach out to them directly, because I tried, they wouldn't respond to me. They would reject me. Mm-hmm. So I said, huh. What about figuring out a way where who knows that person, maybe making a relationship with that person? So I did. I knew a gentleman that was running for mayor, and he invited me to an event. And at the event was the biggest land developer in Northern California, richest guy there. And fortunately, I met him, and then I stayed in touch. And later on, he became a backer of one of my real estate projects, and we've been friends and ever since. And this is many, many years, over a decade. So you got to think about uh, how do you uh, network your way to the top, if you will, wherever you want to go. And and it's not an accidental thing. You don't just accidentally go into an Uber car or accidentally go to an event and find the right person. Sometimes you got to strategically think about how do you get in touch with that person indirectly. That is such a cool story. So you you were very strategic about this. So instead of directly trying to make a relationship with someone that you wanted to get to know you would try and find people who know that person better and try and get to know them better because the likelihood of that happening is probably higher yes and you know i'm gonna gonna announce big news but i'm gonna announce it in november if i'm right (laughs) and it it works for anyone all the way up to the presidential level of the united states of america so stay Mm -hmm. tuned for that Okay. All right. We will stay tuned for that. All right. So let's talk about angel investing then, Manny. How would you describe what is angel investing? Well, basically, angel investing is where you invest your private capital into a private company. And you're not just providing capital, but you're also providing your network and your advice to move the business forward. Um, It's out of the family and friends round. So say, for example, we're here in Silicon Valley and people say, well, they have this idea in their head and usually then they go to family and friends to raise money from. And after they probably build a prototype, then they're going to reach out to an angel investor, a person that has a certain income or net worth declared by the Security Exchange Commission. And then those people will be able to, you know, meet with them and make an investment and provide the advice to hopefully down the road, the company can be acquired or it can go public. Mm. Like when I first got started I uh, in Silicon Valley, I was honored that I had a successful real estate track record of investing and, and through a fund. And through my relationships, I was indirectly connected to a gentleman that invested early, 
in a company that you currently work for, early in Google. Oh, really? Okay. So I learned a lot and created a, a great angel group that does quite well. And and I, I'm learned that networking is important as well as being a you know very coachable. And the same thing goes for being an entrepreneur. Um, knowing how to network as well as uh, being coachable is, is important to move forward. And so, so this is very helpful. So as you said that as an angel investor, you're providing not just capital, but also your network and your guidance and whatever experience you've developed over a period of time. So typically at what stage in a company are you looking to invest in? It depends. I've been the first check in a real estate crowdfunding site that's one of the leaders in the space. And I've been a check in a what you call a secondary transaction where employees were selling shares of Twitter. So that was uh, pretty well known at the time, but yet it didn't have any revenues. And uh, But I thought it was a, a company that may do well one day. And it went public and you know things did work out quite well. So, so I, I invest from the earliest stages to the later stages. That's how I got into some well-known companies such as Lyft, Dropbox, and a few others through our system, dreamfunded.com. I mean, those are great companies, right? Like those are dream companies to get into if you can get into at the right time. So what do you look for in a company when you're looking to invest? If it's early, it's primarily the team. It's the large market and if it's early in the market. And so if you're an angel, you're looking for something that you have that you could be a value added investor. You're not just investing, hoping it works out. You're like, you know, I can connect you to this person. I can, you know, help you move forward. I can help eliminate the learning process and give you more strategic advice. So it's really, you want a, a guy that's early in a market, a very large market and has a good team. You obviously want to back a leader. You don't want to back someone that's wishy-washy and not a, not a leader because they will never attract a good team. You know, there's a leader because there's a co-founder or already that has a team. So I stay away from those single entrepreneurs. Sometimes I give them coaching and maybe they go and get a, you know, a team and then we talk later. So sometimes, you know, you're providing advice and the other times you're providing capital. So this is very interesting. So you said that one of the biggest signs for you is if it's very early enough, the how big is the market and then definitely the team. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like what are the signs of a good team? It depends on the business. You know, so you want to see what the person is building. You want to see if the person has a track record or an expertise in that space. So if it's in a tech software world, the person hopefully will have a co-founder that's a programmer that can do it in-house, not outsource it to India. Mm-hmm. So you're looking for the right expertise in place. Looking for the right expertise where their skills work together and they're not uh, bunning heads and, you know, because, you know, startups are hard. So, you know, if you sometimes I was talking to this one team and just kind of interviewing them casually and boy, they had a lot of disagreements and they got a semi argument right in front of me. And I said, wow, they're having an argument in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid once they, yeah. they raise the money, they're going to have a lot more problems. So, no, definitely. you know, that's one of the things you look at. Yeah. No, I've, I have heard a lot of investors say that they la- try and look for teams where the, the co-founders have known each other for a while because that's a sign that they sort of have known each other and their working style. So they'll probably get along well, especially during the hard times. At least a year. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes they're college buddies or they, they come through a network and, and they know each other's and so they know when to push and not push each other and work work together as a as a great team. Yeah. and But you know what? what is very interesting is that to be able to talk to, let's say, a team of three people and be able to gauge in a short period of time whether this is a good team or not. I mean, yes, expertise and skills is you can see on paper, 
but leadership skills and how to manage stress how do you like how do you hone that ability to figure out that yeah i think this team is good and this team is not good you know i try to i think i try to find out a way to explain angel investing to everyone and the reason i want to do that is because what i've done with dream fund it now allows everyday people to invest but i like to break down working with an investor like dating see when you or moving up in the world, you you meet a lot of people, and then after a while, you get a pattern recognition. No, I don't like that person. No, that person is something. You get a good gut feeling. So after a while, you meet with a lot of people, you get a good gut feeling. And sometimes, you know, the, the, the feeling is right. And sometimes you need a second interview with the person. So sometimes you just don't know. And then sometimes you're like, well, this, this is hot. You want to get in early. So you rely on your gut feeling. You do at least 100 interviews with 100 startups. You'll get a good pattern recognition. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Then you'll know. I mean, you've been angel investing now for how long? Full-time, um, beginning of 2013. So I'm, I'm fairly new to it. Okay, all right. But you were sort of still dabbling with it off and on even before. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been getting some experiences, if you will. Then I've been involved in Thai Angels prior to the creating of SF Angels Group. So you know, I, I reviewed over a thousand companies and have a portfolio of over 30 companies. And, and I, you know, not everyone is a success, but you learn. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more. Like, Can you share examples of some good investments and then maybe something that you regret not investing in? <laughs> well, as a real estate, uh, my primarily is real estate background. So I look for opportunities that I can understand and, and provide a network to that. And so um, I was uh, looking at the real estate equity crowdfunding space and it was really early on. And I knew it was a large market and was early in the market. So I was out looking for the specific team and I came across a team of realty shares and uh, made an investment as a first investor and advisor. And now they're one of the leaders in the space. They're doing quite well. Um, another one is uh, out of Finland, Investor is another equity crowdfunding platform. That one's really doing debt and equity. Mm. Um, then you have companies such as Twitter that went public, Connected Data, that was one of our investments through uh, Dream Funded that, that uh, was acquired last fall. Another company is TaskRabbit, they're doing very well. Yeah. One of the ones I really pass on, I think about every day, um, is Airbnb. Oh, I remember really? a friend emailed me a, a message from a guy named Brian that was the founder, still the founder, and he said, hey, what do you think about this? And I had, fortunately, an excess of 40 rental properties, and I had a lot of issues with the renters. And I, I saw a model where people are going to rent their home and somehow leave at the end of their rental period, and there's no laws <laughs> that's going to make them leave because once you move in it's a it's a civil issue i remember many a times have a problem the police i would call the police out and they're like sorry it's a civil issue yeah. sue them evict them and i'm yeah. like and this happened a lot to me so i said this is not going to work airbnb can't work but i was absolutely wrong it's one of the great great wow. companies this is so brian chesky messaged you with about airbnb one of my friends, there's an angel forwarded to me and asked me what okay. what my thought was on Go that ahead. and uh, unfortunately I, I passed on it Oh wow! And I was so yeah. strong, and why it w- would not work? And I was so wrong too. So I, you know, I'm, I'm more coachable now. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely, and I can see, like, you know, this is where your background can sometimes be a good thing, but sometimes also a bad thing, right? Because absolutely, yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, generally, when you're looking to make investments, actually, my first question. I mean, I'm just so amazed that you would even get a chance to invest in a company like Airbnb, right? Like 
this is like the best of the best company so how have you done that how do you even learn about these companies to invest in you start conversation with people and you let them know what you're doing and you stay in touch with people just like how i met you i do that with in any situation i can i try to build a network and so currently i have over you know close to I think 7,000 followers or 6,000 followers on LinkedIn, somewhere around there, of people that are connected to me and just let people know what I'm doing, staying in touch with them and the word gets around in the community and um, we do good things and people remember that. I'm doing more and more podcasts or um, other media interviews is because, you know, I want people to know about Dream Funded and let them know our investment track record and, and invite them to be a part of angel investing is allow for everyone to do it now. So they don't have to do the meeting of the entrepreneur and hunting people down and networking. They can sit back and see what's available and make their own decision. Yeah, actually Dream Funded is a very good platform for that. Um, Angel List is also another very good platform for that. So yeah, definitely. I mean, how much money do you generally need to become an angel investor? Hello, my day was 25,000 or 50,000 check size and you would probably co-invest with the group so the person would get a half a million mm-hmm. but you know angels list kind of really disrupted this space and allow people to invest low as a thousand dollars oh wow um, okay so as that dream funded we decided to do the same thing mm-hmm. but now our investment levels is allow everyday people to do it as low as ten dollars so the entrepreneur has to make a decision if they're going to do it that low but I, I know there's one startup that's coming up uh, I think in a couple of days it's going to do the minimum as low as a hundred dollars. So it shows almost anyone can participate now in this uh, hidden world of angel investing. Yeah, but I guess like de- depending on the level of amount of money you invest, the amount of influence you have over the destiny of the company will also change. Like you'll probably not have a lot. Of, you won't be giving it any guidance or asking them to do one thing over the other if you're investing like hundred dollars. Yeah, the platforms are a little different because you don't really have interaction with the entrepreneur and you can't yeah. push the entrepreneur. So you, you know, you're relying a lot on the entrepreneur or their co-investors. Right. Um, as an angel, you want to build a portfolio. So technically, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket and make sure that you can provide the advice that you um, said when you uh, write the check, so you can keep moving the the business forward. So, as an angel investor, let's say you are not working through a platform; you're working directly with an yes, entrepreneur. Yes. What kind uh-huh. of engagement would you want to maintain with the entrepreneur? What kind of advice would you be sharing with them all the time? No, I make a lot of introductions, so that's why I do my best to um, speak around the world, have a great network, because I want to be able to open the doors to entrepreneurs that are looking for partnerships, looking to. Uh, maybe get their first contract or maybe get their um, Series A round. Um, so I'm always available to open doors or kind of help solve problems and behind the scenes. Um, every entrepreneur is different. Sometimes we have a conversation once a week. Sometimes it's once a month. Sometimes it's once a quarter. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they just send me an update every six months. So it depends on entrepreneur. Some people like a lot of help and some people don't. So it just depends. I see. So it's a, and you let the entrepreneur drive how they want to keep that relationship going. Yes. You know, entrepreneurs are not employees. You know, they're people are choose their own destiny. They're going to do it how they want to do it. And, uh, you know, it's a great thing about it is if you be direct with them, sometimes they don't get the idea. So sometimes you got to tell them an indirect story and it becomes their own idea. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes they're just, uh, you just got to work with the relationship, how each one's different. They're not the same. Unless you're on the board, then you're seeing them once a month. And that's a little bit more mature companies. 
Yeah. So uh, I would love to hear some examples of maybe uh, pitches that you've heard. I'm sure you hear many, many pitches every single day. Like how many pitches are you are you given to, like, let's say in a week or a month? Well, they're more so when I go to events. I hear them all over the place. Um, when I'm when I'm on a panel or I'm in a, an event, um, I hear them via email. The best people get through me through a network. So again, thinking about who I'm connected to, like yourself, and then forward the email or forward the message to me. And then if, if we think it's a promising opportunity, then we invite them to our office and meet them in person. So I think a best entrepreneur knows how to tell the story in one sentence as well as say it in three sentences versus going on and on in great detail. And it's really after five minutes, you still have no clue what they're doing. <laughs> so something is practiced in advance. So therefore, it comes out clearly maybe it talks about the market talks about the team talks about the problem they're solving maybe hint how they think the investor can make some money what is the time horizon that you look at as an angel no i, I think if you're thinking that you're going to get your money back in a couple of years you're mistaken this is not the business for that so i think startups you know life may take 10 years seven years it just depends a long time horizon do you look at any kind of multiples in terms of so like what kind of if, let's say I'm an angel investor and I'm looking to build a portfolio. How would you suggest someone go about thinking about like what kind of portfolio should they build? What kind of multiples should they be looking at? If they're looking for a good multiple, they should always invest in scalable startups. And I do give courses on that. What's a scalable um, startup? Good example of a scalable startup is a company that's going to grow based on technology, not based on people. Dropbox is a good example of a scalable startup. But companies do not scale. You're not going to get a multiple, maybe get no money in return. Because sometimes it looks like a startup, but it's really a lifestyle business that does the entrepreneur does well. The investor never does well. Yeah. So to only get a good multiple, it has to invest in a scalable startup. So that's the only time you can probably get five-time return, 10-time return, 700 times return. It depends on the, the scalable company. Okay. Yeah. So what do you think separates out the, the great investors from the not-so-great ones? It's a good question. You know, I think that some of the great that are here in Silicon Valley that are billionaires that are studied quite close, you know, they're, they obviously have a good idea of picking people. Um, they have a great network. Um, they have a good track record and as well as know how to build a relationship with the next round of funding. Um, they um, are able to raise money from others so they have more investment power. They have money in reserve for the next round of funding because an entrepreneur is always going to need more money than they realize um, and have that strong network that can help the entrepreneur move forward. I think those are uh, some qualities that uh, I've seen people that are done quite well. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like uh, talking to you, it, it's always coming back to the network. Like that is sort of the, that is almost, that is what is helping you get the supply of all the companies. And that's also helping you really help those companies develop and become successful. It's not just, it is the supply, it's the next round of funding, and if, you know, the relationship with the next round of funding, if they're going to treat the earlier investors correctly, you have to have a relationship, it's a network with the media to help them to ensure that they can become a brand and get coverage. It's it's very strong network that can move a business forward. And some of these people have the best networks, you know, Tim Draper has three generations of success being a venture firm. So they have a very strong network that goes back, you know, before I was even born. 
yeah oh my god yeah tim draper is famous all right so i wanted to understand just like a little bit of like from your personal point of view what is very attractive and maybe not so attractive about angel investing so what do you personally really enjoy about working as an angel investor you know the chance to get involved in an early startup and really see it grow see how the team evolves and just being part of a great uh, change in society i mean we're picking companies that are just changing the way we do things so and if, I think that's fascinating for myself and, and just seeing the growth and obviously the potential returns. So, I mean, have you have you experienced any stressful situations as an investor? <laughs> oh, a few moments, few moments before the phone call. You know, it's <laughs> having a registered funding portal that's regulated by FINRA is not the most uh, less trustworthy thing. But, you know, you're, you're, you have challenges all day long. You know, some companies are doing well. Some companies get a good offer. They don't accept it. They're the entrepreneur has to make that decision. Sometimes, you know, you're not dealing with coachable entrepreneurs that are doing the wrong things. You try to guide them, but it doesn't work out. Um, some people, um, you deal with people, you know, moods change. So, and your, your moods change as well. So you just got to learn how to, yeah. you know, let it roll off a, you know, like a water off a duck's back and, and smile and just do your best and realize, you know, you just keep moving forward. No, definitely. And I would imagine that each entrepreneur would probably have a very strong personality, right? And very different personalities. So you have to be able to work with all of them. Absolutely. And uh, have you found investors typically tend to make some mistakes, like some common mistakes you found people making? Yeah, I mean, I think investing in what you know to get started, I think it's tremendously important. So if you don't know biotech, stay away from that area. I mean, if you're not in, in that profession, I think that's the biggest suggestion. Um, don't invest thinking that you're going to get your money back or if you need the money, don't invest. It's a different than the stock market. When things get hard, you can push a button and sell in the stock market. You cannot do that in private investing. So in private investing, how does it work? So let's say you invest $1,000 and then after a year or so, you realize it's not going anywhere. You can't do anything, right? Like that money is gone. Yes. Unless you can find someone else that believes in a company that wants to buy it. But at $1,000, you probably, probably don't have too many options. Yeah, yeah. But if it does well, then you'll find people that would want to cash out. Like, But things that are doing quite well, that brand names that we know of. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, when, once you invest in a company, are there certain metrics that you look at in terms of just to sort of see how is my investment doing? You're always looking for growth. You're always looking for growth. And some companies are in stealth mode, so they haven't really created sales yet. And you just, you're always, everyone's different. So there's not an answer for all of them. But again, the key is growth. And so, so it's not revenue, it's not sales, it's, it's growth. And do you look at, is it growth in the number of active users, growth in the, in the amount of engagement? You know, there's one big company that had zero sales, but they had month over month growth. And that was something that was really promising. And then in other companies, sometimes it's strictly revenue growth. Um, but you can't really push growth too much. But that's something I try to look at. And every company is different. As an investor, are there certain things that you find particularly challenging? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things is that, you know, I would love to meet with a lot of people. Unfortunately, I get a bombardment of just emails. People find my email. It's pretty easy. It's my first name at DreamFunded. So I get a lot of emails coming in all the time. Mm. And it's hard to respond. So I look for persistence. I look for people that want to use a referral to come in. And unfortunately, I can't meet with everyone. I want to. You know, I'm a nice guy. I want to meet with everyone, hear their ideas, see what I can provide, coaching. So that's really the challenges that I, I face. It's just not enough time in a day or bandwidth to be able to deal with everyone that wants to meet with me. Yeah, I mean, what, that's what, one thing I regret. 
but there's not much you can do about it right not much you can do yeah so i mean what is the, a typical day in the life of manny fernandez like <laughs> there's not one there's not one every day changes but but if you were to bucket your time into activities I I would imagine that you probably spend a lot of time a big chunk of your time just spe- uh, speaking to maybe the entrepreneurs in your company or maybe networking at various events. Um networking in the beginning is really good but you know screening opportunities out trying to make an invest trying to make the appointment following up trying to uh make the investment sometimes it doesn't work out um coaching them along the path help them with the next round of funding try to um personally create a strong brand so other investors can hear about it um create a name so your your best you know relationships will come from other people that have access to deals versus the entrepreneur coming directly as I said it before um that's how you get the attention of the investor and um and all the other problems that go along cuz not everything goes right i mean sometimes companies are, are running out of money you got to change change some people and make hard decisions That that's a great point. I mean, how do you suggest someone who is completely new to the space uh how do they go about building a brand for themselves? We'll figure out what your brand is going to be in the first place. What do you want people to know you for? Period. So what is that brand? And then say, "Okay, I'm going to be a brand and figure out then who you're competing against." And then make sure it's your passion. Don't not a brand one week and next week's another brand and third week's another brand. You got to stick with it. And then go out there and Uh, push yourself over fear and start promoting it get involved in events get involved in public speaking get involved in you know in media and just you don't start at on Forbes or CNBC squawk box overnight you just got to work your way up and you just keep building that brand so people at the top would want to say hey let me interview you and hey let me let me cover you or like I'm going to be on a TV show in October as an investor on a big TV network yeah. quote unquote shark um yeah. you know that all happens by just building a strong brand No, you got to have a dedication yeah. it takes time get some publicity I mean if I were to ask you what's your brand what would you say You know I, unfortunately I created SF Angels Group in San Francisco so I try to have a brand of being an angel investor in San Francisco and my second brand was is being a pioneer in equity crowdfunding with Dream Funded Yeah So just being an angel investor and uh being a pioneer in equity crowdfunding you just try to find a, an area that uh, most people are not focusing on and try to really uh build the relationships and a brand around that. Uh, I mean if you, if you look back at your early days when maybe you were thinking about what do I want my brand to be did you consider anything else? You know you always when you're trying to discover who you want to be in life you always have different um interests and what you got to look for is where your passion is at as well as where you're talented at and if you find that just run with it put your head down and just keep keep punching away at it. So like what attracted you to angel investing then because you started out as an entrepreneur you were a serial entrepreneur you started a bunch of real estate companies so why angel Yeah investing? I mean I had a, was a real estate investor I had a real estate fund I had an online brokerage that was acquired and um throughout that time people kind of knew I had a little little money and that they wanted to see if I could back them and the first you know in the beginning you don't really know what you're doing um I think Stanford University was a real place that really professionalized it and the courses I took was really amazing and the network I gained through that and I said you know this is very similar to what I what I learned and where I made most of my money and this is something I want to do with my life so I made that decision and, and got involved in Thai Angels and and became very active and I like what I saw and I took to different groups and 
I thought about this angel investing probably shouldn't be just for a small handful of people. It should probably invite other people to be a part of it. So I saw what was going on with equity crowdfunding, you know, got involved in Title III of the Jobs Act. And fortunately, I'm <laughs> written in the uh, final rules as proposed by the SEC. Um, and now we're going to open it up for everyone. So allow entrepreneurs to raise up to a million dollars a lot easier through the platform because there's a large base of investors that are waiting. As well as allow the you know the people to uh, see opportunities and make their own decision, no matter where they're at in the world. They don't have to go to groups. They don't have to network. They can sit back and relax from their comfort of their own living room, no matter where they're at in America. Log on to a site like Dream Funded, see the opportunities, and make a decision. No, I mean it's it's pretty awesome. Congratulations on all the success because I have seen your brand grow even in front of me, and I haven't known you for that while. I mean, we met probably about a year and a half ago, but since then I've seen like you started doing a lot of Facebook live videos with uh you know entrepreneurs that you you funded, or the squawk boxing that happened recently. So it's and it's it's all around equity crowdfunding and being an angel investor. So you're right, like you have a brand in mind and you are trying different things to promote that image. Which I'm sure is working out and helping you get that necessary people around you. Well, oh, thank you. That's your testament to it. You said it best. <laughs> so uh, I just have a few more questions from the point of view of someone who may be interested in, uh, you know, trying out angel investing. So, what kind of person do you think would really enjoy being an angel investor? You know, I think it's interesting because um, as I researched our eight thousand plus accredited investors that's on Dream Funded, I researched the races, the ages, and, and, and the gender. Very few women, very, very, very few wonder, women oh, really? that have signed up. Mm-hmm. Very even few women actually invested. Numbers are really minuscule. And I think maybe, I don't know, I think the person has to accept risk, have to, have to accept the willingness that they put their money out, they may never see it come back. If they're comfortable with that, then it may be a good business to be a part of. You know, some people do angel investing because they have a little act, little extra money and they want to dabble and they want to see how it works. And some people say huh, they like it and because they eventually want to create their own fund and have a venture firm like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to be able to take risk. You have to kind of want to hunt and look for opportunities. And uh, you want to just really you really have to love what you're doing because this is, a, you know, it's a tough world. It's going to be shaky, you know, right in the check. You're not going to be like, oh my God, am I doing the right thing? You know, you're going to have buyer's remorse and all that. But, you know, you got to make a decision to it and, and uh, move forward. And, Take action. And generally, as an as an angel investor, do you operate all alone or do you have a team or something? No, no, we have a team. Um, they're dream funded. Mm-hmm. We're two people in New York, uh, 10 people here in, in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a little CEO. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So, we, you know, I have a good right hand team with Rexford and many others and so i mean i have a a handful of advisors and you know 32 members of sf angels group so there's a strong network there and um one of the most amazing things is that you know dream funded is i'm building a very very big network i'm going to release the numbers on what the total membership is it's funny because i was taking a map one day sorry a globe and i started putting a little pin on this globe of the people that were investors from all around the world it was amazing how many people who are all around the world a member of Dream Funded has created a, such a great global network that can help many entrepreneurs expand. And uh, someone was asking me uh, earlier, they're like, why are you going to let entrepreneurs put $100? You know, raise $100. Why? You'll get a great fan base in addition to an investor. They'll talk about it and spread it to their, their other friends and hopefully create sales and, and more brand virality based on that. Yeah. I mean, how did Dream Funded grow? 
Well, I was just a small angel that decided to invest, but I wanted to create a brand where I can get a good network. And I didn't know what my brand was while I was in Palo Alto. And I looked at who was kind of getting the deal flow and realized how long some people have been around. And so I wanted to figure out a new way that I can lead an area that didn't have much leadership. And that's why I decided to put our efforts in San Francisco. And then created this SF Angels Group. I was honored one of the earliest members was an early investor in Google and PayPal, former partner of a gentleman named Ron Conway. And then I added members of other angel groups. And one of the things that I was coached was, hey, you got to go out there. You can't be meek. You got to let people know who you are. So I got involved in events, became a judge, and the word started to spread around and became a keynote speaker. Then you know, I get invited all around the world. And, and what I found was many investors that would approach me and said, hey, you're doing well. You got a good deal flow. You know, Maybe I can be an investor with SF Angels. And I'm like, well, you live in San Francisco? And they're like, no, I live in Palo Alto, but you know, yeah. maybe you can let me know about the deal. And so I said, well, part of the things you have to come to the group, you got to be in the meeting. Then after a while, after I said that about three times, I said, wait a minute here. In the last week, someone from, came to me from Palo Alto. Another person came to me from uh, New York. Another person came up to me from Shanghai. Another one came up to me from Singapore. Maybe I can let them co-invest with me somehow. And so then at the same time, I thought about some opportunities that we missed. Mm. And I said, oh, my gosh, I should have focused on investing in this. We need more speed. We need more capital. And I started thinking back, how do I create something that's a vehicle that can allow investors to see opportunities that we've accomplished and what we're investing in? Where all the term sheet, all the due diligence, everything was done. And all they have to do is co-invest with us, where we put the most of the money in. So I thought to think about my early 20s. My first dream was to create a startup. My second dream was to get funded. And now as an angel, my dream is to fund the next big thing. So I, So it kind of hit me. I said, dream funded. I'll create a site called Dream Funded, and then I'll invite the angel members to it, you know, be a part of it. And uh, we became a member of the Angel Capital Association, the trade organization that kind of helps all the angel groups in America. And we're the fourth platform approved on their site. And boy, most of the angel members of the different groups signed up, maybe trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah. But we had a lot of people that were signing up based on different news articles, and it just kept growing and growing. And and then people want to sell their shares of Dropbox, Twitter, Palantir, Uber, Airbnb. And so that really created a great spike. And we had so many international investors that want to get involved in this small little area called Silicon Valley because they were unhappy with the stock market and trying to find a way to get involved in a company before it goes public. That, yeah. that became a very big uh, boom for us here in, uh, at uh, Dream Funded. And, but ultimately, the whole purpose of Dream Funded was to be a registered crowdfunding platform that allows everyday people to invest. And I'm honored that we're the first in all of the Bay Area and still the only platform approved in the Bay Area. And today is, uh, what is it? September 8th, 2016. Wow, no, I mean, this is amazing. And so just to, just to make sure I understand how it works, so on Dream Funded, I, if let's say I am an investor, how uh-huh. do I get to invest in Dropbox? So has Dropbox said that, hey, you know, we're looking for some funds through Dream Funded? No, Dropbox, that's a good question. Dropbox, more specifically, first off, it was an early investor that wanted to sell. Hmm. So we we got, got invested We invested that way. And other companies were employees that were looking to sell. And so we work with their um, legal see. department and uh, we create a specific uh, fund. We make the first investment and then we allow our other investors to invest in a fund. That is not the registered funding portal as Dream Funded as it is known today. That's You can find that on our hmm. 
division called SV Exchange. We moved it there to, to not uh, confuse it with uh, investing in early stage companies. Oh, I see. Okay, so it's more sort of employees at these early stage companies who are looking to sell their shares and then the investors on your platform. So it's, it acts like a connector of these two parties. Correct. I see. I see. That's very interesting. So like, how would you compare Dream Funded with AngelList? Well, at one point when we're focusing on the pre-IPO companies, primarily AngelList was focusing only on early stage companies. Primary investments. You're investing in a company. You're investing in an early stage company. And where we're focusing on, hey, let's not focus on the early stage companies. Let's focus on the most well known brands that people know of, they've used, but they never had access to. So that's where we're at. Oh, and then when we change to the, the registered funding portal, that allows everyday people to invest. We're not competing against Angels List because they're only focusing on raising money from accredited investors only. The small three percent of America. Oh, got it, got it. So on on Dream Funded, I don't need to be an accredited investor. Correct. You oh. can just sign up, um, check the box on what your income requirements are, and review the uh, opportunities. Oh, oh, that's a very very interesting idea. So now if I if I know that hey, you know what, I think Medallia, let's say, is going to IPO, and I want some shares, and maybe there is some employee at Medallia who's looking to sell his or her shares, Dream Funded can help facilitate that transaction. No, DreamFunded is now focusing only on early stage companies. SV Exchange, our division of DreamFunded, is going to help a person get involved in a later stage pre-IPO companies. Okay. So DreamFunded is only going to help the entrepreneur raise up to a million dollars or allow the, the people that want to co-invest with other investors, they can use DreamFunded.com. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. And hopefully some of the listeners of the podcast will also check it out. This has been very, very helpful, Manny. Thank you so much. All the best for Dream Funded. Is there any advice you'd like to share either for entrepreneurs or for people who are looking to become investors? Well, find what you love to do. Do what you love to do. Get that burning desire behind you and test out your talent. And those things match up. Go forward. No, and I'm sure I, it's so clear to me that you love what you do. I mean, you've had a long day. And I think every single time I've met you or spoken to you, you've always been so full of energy. It's unbelievable. Like you're nonstop. <laughs> so that's not possible unless and until you absolutely love what you do, which which is really is true in your case. So congratulations on that. Yeah, well, thank you so much. It's just uh, it's so hard. If you don't love what you do, just get out and do something else. you got to spend your life doing something, so may as well spend a life doing something you love to do. So for those that are young, looking for opportunities out there, you know, try to volunteer, intern, and test many things until you finally find that passion and put your whole heart into it. No, absolutely. That's great advice. Thank you so much, Manny. And uh, hopefully I'll run into you sometime soon. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, so that was Manny on Angel Investing. I really hope that you found today's discussion helpful. And of course, if you have any questions at all for Manny or for me, you can email us at hello at learneducatediscover.com. And actually, Dream Funded right now is looking for very smart, passionate people to work with them and join their team. So if you're interested, check out their website at dreamfunded.com. Check out the career listings over there. And maybe if something catches your fancy, give it a shot. You can tweet at us at LED underscore curator or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash learn, educate, discover. And if you enjoyed today's discussion and if you enjoyed this podcast, you should subscribe to the show. Simply search for Learn, Educate, Discover. You'll find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn. We're listed in a number of podcast directories. So search for Learn, Educate, Discover, hit subscribe. And while you're at it, leave us a review. Really, guys, it means a lot. 
You can check out our website at learneducatediscover.com where you'll find a list of all the previous podcasts and a lot of helpful resources. So do check that out. And yes, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and for your time. And until the next one, adios.